Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. God is awesome in this house. God is awesome in this house. He's so awesome. I was out the back and I was praying. I was like, God, you're awesome in this house, you know. You know, going through, going through the Word. And I was like, you're awesome in this house. And I went, wow, hang on, you are. You, you're awesome in this house. And every time we come to meet in His house, as a family, there's opportunity for God to do something incredible. Yeah. Life-changing moments. Thanks, Lise. That's great. You can take a seat. Thank you. Um, every Sunday service, there's an opportunity to connect with God, with your brothers and sisters. And when that happens, when heaven and earth collide, destinies can be birthed. Um, gifts can be fanned into flame. You could receive an encouraging word from God himself as you read the word and it could change your life forever. There's opportunities everywhere, even every day. Um, what I love about God, uh, first of all, I've just got to say, this, we've been on a series of faith and I've got to acknowledge um, Pastor Phil, Pastor Julie and Pastor Garth have done incredible messages on faith if you have not heard them, can I encourage you to get online and listen to them? Garth did an excellent job today. It was so good. It was so good. And um, the teaching that we've been receiving on faith, it's been a lot about what it is, what, what faith is, how it works. Um, and tonight I just want to tap into a little bit about, just a tiny little bit about what faith does what faith does. And there's something about God that is incredible. He, uh, he never called us to live by logic or fear of probable outcomes. He never called us to live by logic or fear of probable outcomes. He actually asks us to live by faith. And he says that in 2 Corinthians 5.7. He actually says to live by faith. So to live by faith. Why do we need to live by faith? Why can't we just have faith in God when we, when we make a decision for Christ and then just chill out with the whole faith thing for the rest of our time? Because I believe with all of my heart that there are opportunities. Like I said, we can have an opportunity on Sunday. But I believe that every moment of every day can present a scenario, it can present a circumstance to you by which there could be a plethora, who loves the word plethora, I love it, of potential outcomes. You could face a scenario and there will be a whole bunch of potential outcomes. And I gave the giving message a while ago and I was getting so stoked about this, these two words, maximum potential, right. maximum potential. And so we've got all these scenarios that come our way in life and God tells us to live by faith because I believe 
that there's a, there's a maximum potential to be achieved in every scenario. And the only way we can achieve the maximum potential in every scenario we face is when we engage that with faith. We must engage life with faith. God calls us to live by faith. Live by it. There's opportunity everywhere, everywhere. Thank you, Lord. Um, when we apply faith to these different, like what we've, what we've been hearing about faith, when we use this faith in those scenarios, we actually do see maximum potential achieved. Um, it's an incredible thing and it's been blowing my mind and even, even us as um, Christians, we have potential. We actually have potential. Um, and that potential will only be at its peak and you'll only reach your potential when you live by faith. And our potential... It, okay, here we go. Our potential, this is just something that I've been working out. I'm sure I'll, I'll um, refine it over time. But so far, what I've been sort of getting is that our potential is sort of proportional to our journey on the road of sanctification. Now, this is a whole thing that I won't get into, but our potential, you know, the more we walk with the Lord and the more we give our lives to the Lord, our potential grows and increases. And, um, but we can, we can get to a point where we've, our potential's grown and we may face a scenario, but we don't engage with faith. And all that potential that we've built up is just going to waste. Because we, we need to engage life with faith. We have to live by faith. I absolutely love, I absolutely love what Garth um, spoke about this morning. I've got to read it out. Um, he was saying uh, about faith, what is it? What is faith? Uh, having faith in God is knowing that God is able, knowing that God is willing, and knowing that God wants to move powerfully in your life. He is able. So he's, he's all powerful. There's nothing he can't do. He is willing. He, he, loves, he loves humanity. He loves us as individuals. And he's so willing to do all of the good things that he talks about in here. So willing. He's not... Garth was explaining, he was saying, look, he's not just sitting there going, yeah, look, I could do that. I, I, I might, yeah, why not? I'll do it. No, he's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to. I want to. I am willing to move in your world. It's so important that we, that we remember that as we step out in faith. See... I lo- and, and I love how you were saying how it's a knowing. It's a knowing. So faith is something that... We, it, it is a little risky, but at the same time, if you know those three things, faith becomes a lot easier. Faith becomes a lot easier. So when you're going into a, a circumstance and you know someone might be... Let's, let's create a circumstance. Um, we're in C3 Masindi. <laughs> and they're getting booted out of their church. And they have no land at the moment. They've got nowhere to meet. And Garth and I were there, we're going, you know what? I believe God is going to give you this land. I, I believe that. And, and we were standing there, and that was a risky, that was, that, there was risk in saying that. There was risk in that. But because we knew, we, we had a knowledge that God was able, He was willing, and He wanted it for them specifically. And there was a check in our spirits, and we went, that's it. 
you're going you're gonna to get that land. And we went on that land that they were, they were wanting to get. They didn't have the money for it. And the, the owner was saying, we won't give it to you unless you have the full price. And we just was like, nah, you're getting this land. And we got on that land. We prayed for them. And they got the land. They've had two services on that land. We've got to live by faith and engage every circumstance. Um, so living by faith is knowing that God is able, knowing that God is willing, and knowing that God wants to move powerfully in you and through you. Um, one of the coolest uh, stories in the Bible that I love to, to read, I, I love reading... Uh, this story, all the, whenever I read I go, I love this. It's so fun to read. They should make a movie about this guy. They could do a trilogy, maybe even six, you know, do a Star Wars thing. I don't know. You could make an epic movie about this guy. And Pastor Phil uh, preached on him earlier in this series. And that's King David. You could seriously make an amazing, incredible movie on that guy's life. And um, one of these, the, the imagery that this story pre- um, presents is a guy that knows that his God is able. He knows that he's willing. And he's, he's, so, faith, he's so faith-filled that nothing, he doesn't see the, prob- the, the bad probable outcomes. He doesn't see it. All he sees is his God being able, and all he sees is faith. He, he, I can imagine his eyes just being rock, like they're just set on the goal, set on the prize. Um, I just want let's, to... Let's just read through this story about what it looks like to apply this faith in, in certain circumstances. So, where are we? We need to move on to 1 Samuel. If you want to come with me, that's great. 1 Samuel, and we'll go to 17. It's the story of David and Goliath. Um, we're going to skip through it, because it's, it's, it's a long story. Um, but we're just going to skip through it. So if we can go to 23... I love this. I love this faith. What, what's the word you've been using? The adjective? Audacious. <laughs> Sounds like something a Ninja Turtle would say. Um, here we go. We're starting at 23. We're going to go to 26. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine, champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And David heard it. Ooh. (laughs) David heard it. Look out. When the Israelites saw the man, they all ran from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his father's family from paying taxes in Israel. David, but David asked the men standing near him, what will, this, uh, sorry, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? But then he goes, then I can imagine him just, he's clicking in, he's got faith, and he goes, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Who is? Who the hell is this clown? Like, who, who is this guy? 
Who does he think he is? It gets better. Let's go to verse 32. We've heard this many times, but I I just want us to have a listen again. (laughs) 32, and we'll go to 33. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a boy, and he has been a fighting man from his youth. It's pretty crazy. Uh, let's go to verse 41. And we'll, we'll wrap it up when we get to 49. Okay, so we're doing some reading now. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his, uh, with his shield-bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was only a boy, ruddy and handsome, like Andrew Flaxman, and he despised him. Oh, yeah, I, sometimes I almost despise Andrew for his ruddiness and his handsomeness. Um, he said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and I'll cut off your head. Today I will give the carcass Today, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank deep into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. Later on, he chopped his head off and it was awesome. Um, It's cool. I love... From... Go through the Samuels and the Kings, it's just a fun read. I love it. Um, faith, faith, faith. Who, who is this filly to defy God? Let no one lose heart. I come in the name of the Lord. David ran at him. Sometimes we, we, we face situations in life and we do the right thing. We engage with faith. We, we go, you know, you know what, I'm going to engage with faith. And then you might even get someone that you look up to and they go, oh, settle down, buddy. You're only, you're only a boy. You're only a youth. That sort of stuff, you know, maybe not, don't go there. David got that off his king. They was like, you know what, no, nah, I'm going to take this guy out. Who, this guy's got to go down. Look at what he's saying about our God. We've got to take this guy out. And he's, he's ready. He's ready to go. And, but his king said, no, mate, you, you won't be able to do it. Don't listen to those people. Don't listen to them. Please, do not listen. God wants us to move in faith. 
Because, see, there was, there was potential outcomes in that moment. That was a, that was a, you know, that was a pinnacle moment in the history of Israel. There could have been a, a series of outcomes. They could have sent out a guy with no faith. Most of them were trembling with fear. They could have said, you're doing it, draw the, draw, the, draw the short straw, go there. He would have been out there trembling. He probably wouldn't have had a swing and Goliath would have ripped his head off, I don't know, with ease, by the way. Um, plenty of potential outcomes. But when David engaged that scenario with faith, the giant fell. The obstacle moved. The outcome was great and maximum potential was achieved. It's the same, it's the same in, in our lives today. We might not be facing um, Goliath, but there's, there's all sorts of scenarios that present themselves which, which take faith. You know, it takes faith. God calls us to live by faith. Um, I'm going to move along quickly here because I've I, I got, I got to do something at the end. Um, so just, yeah, I've got to move on. Clearly God can, can move in your world when you engage the different areas in your life by faith. We know that. That is, that is clear. That's just one of, of hundreds of examples where men and women of God chose to, to not look in the natural, not live by a fear of probable outcomes, not, not looking at it through logic. They looked at it through faith. There are so many examples. There's so many examples in there. But I just want to bring up something else. So God... God's got you guys covered. You're going, to, you're going to live a great life of faith and you're going to achieve much in your own lives, in your own worlds. But something that gets me so excited, so, so excited, is this. Let me just find it first. Yeah, so we know that tremendous things can happen in the life of of a believer, but imagine what we could accomplish as a body of believers. Imagine what we could accomplish as a body of believers. I believe that more than ever, uh, God is doing something incredible in this church. He's doing something incredible in this church. And our church has a maximum potential. So I want you guys to reach your maximum potential. I want you guys to, to get you know, every scenario you face. I want that maximum potential in that possible outcome to take place. That's great. I want that. But there's something that's just been so burning inside of me lately. It's, it's, it's our church, C3 Tugra. And I see our church's maximum potential and I want to reach it. I want to reach it. And I know that we are come, we're moving forward as a church. I've been watching us. We're taking steps. We're taking great steps of faith. And I love it because I can see that we're moving in the right direction. But can I encourage us to continue to do so? We've got to engage. When we come to church, let's engage with faith. Engage with faith every service. Because Why? Not only does good stuff happen for you, but good stuff happens for the whole church. It's, 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 
it's incredible what faith does. When I, when I was in Africa, I had like, I had to do seven messages in a couple of weeks. Usually I am sweating if I only get a week's notice to do one message, right? It's true, I do. I like, Pastor Phil, come on. I need more than a day. I need at least a week. I need at least a week. And that's what I was like. And I would freak out. I was like, a week? Okay, I've got to get done. In Africa, I had to get all these messages done. My, my fear of the probable outcomes had to go. I, had to, I couldn't let that worry me anymore. I had to engage with faith. I had to engage with faith. When I engaged with faith, God, God took care of it. God took care of it. I still had to step out in faith and I had to be his hands and feet. But when I applied faith, it, it wasn't so hard. See, our church has a maximum potential and we've got grand vision. Uh, we need to have faith. But we need to be the hands and feet and walk this maximum potential out. And the only way that we can do that is when we engage with faith. See, some of the things that we're called to do as a church, see this church, every church has a calling and a destiny. And this church has a great calling and a destiny. Has a great calling and a destiny. We've got to, we've got to walk it out by faith. I just want to read a quick scripture because I'm running out of time and I want to just do something at the end here. Um, imagine what we could accomplish as, as a body of believers. In Ephesians, if we just quickly go over. <clears throat> Here we go. Ephesians chapter 4. And we'll, and we'll just read in 13. Uh, yeah, I'll go from 13. Basically, before it, he's talking about the different um, ministry types and how they are to prepare um, the people for works of service um, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's huge. To me, to me right there, to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, that is the maximum potential. That's maximum potential being achieved. We need to unite together in faith and see our church reach its maximum potential. See our church moving, functioning in its maximum potential, achieving everything that it's called to do. Everything it's called to do. And it's called to do much. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we let it get too daunting. Sometimes we're like, oh, man... You know, it's, it's looking like it's meant to go out there. 11,000 seats. Gosh, I don't even know. How, wow. Hey? 11,000. Wow. Wow. 1,100 seats. 1,100 seats. But sometimes, that would be daunting, actually. Um, no, but come on. 1,100. It's not that, not there. That's easy. 11,000? No, 1,100 seats out that way. Um, we, our church is... And do you know what I love? As our church continues to walk down that road of sanctification, as our church is walking out the call of God on its life, our potential is growing. Our potential is growing every day. And, and, and when new people come, our potential grows a little more. Thank you, God. Lisa, could I maybe have your expertise just now? Thank you. Just because of time, I've, I've had to cut it short. But what I want you to take away from this message more than anything else is that you have a maximum potential. Every scenario you face has a maximum potential. And our church has a maximum potential. 
Let's reach it together by faith. By faith. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3telgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.